0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where you get to hear us talk about the upcoming preaching text. It's good to be with you. I'm Pastor Megan, and I'm here with Pastor Jen and Hans Vegesack. Huh? What? Hello again, Hans. How are good. you? Good. Good to have you. Good to be here. Good, good to have you here with us. Yeah, right. Same. Yeah. yeah. Stay, we
1: cannot talk about Marie Kondos again. This
0: week. <laughs> I can't make that promise. <laughs> Oh, it's always good to be together. Um, and like I said, we always talk about the upcoming text. And boy, this week is a weird one. Um, I just, I'm just going to say it up front because I think there's no way around that. I think
1: theologically, it's called the
0: Humdinger. Is that the term? That the the it's important. Mm-hmm. What are academics, our, our professors used mm-hmm. it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's Transfiguration Sunday. Yes. Transfiguration Sunday. Uh, so this is the story of the transfiguration, which Hans was just defining for us a second ago.
1: Yeah, essentially it just means change. It, it means to move from one thing to another. And in this kind of, uh, what, uh, transfiguration on steroids is Jesus changing kind of from uh, what his disciples would know as a friend, as a rabbi, to some kind of blown up, uh, as Pastor Jen described, the glowing Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. His clothes <laughs> turns white, his face illuminates, and he's joined by uh, a couple buddies and and dad so yeah it's, it's a big deal. it
0: is a big deal and um i think it's a very pivotal moment in the story of the gospels because like you said Hunts, it moves from this sense of jesus as teacher to uh jesus as son of god um and the way it falls on the liturgical calendar kind of mirrors that as well we move from mm-hmm. the season of epiphany all about the revealing of christ to the nations and we're about to switch, folks, into the season of Lent, much more that that penitential, reverential season uh, that ends at the cross.
2: Yeah, the season of Epiphany is all about the manifestation of Jesus and the revealing of Jesus, as we've been talking about as a teacher, but also as um, the Son of God here on Earth, incarnate, and this story of the transfiguration is jesus really being divine wow and yeah being revealed like if you didn't think jesus was god's son before and that there was something different about him you would figure that out at the transfiguration that this is really jesus revealed in a new way uh, and very dramatic.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as it comes in our sermon series right now, it's the last one in our uh, series about the great teacher, because just like you said, we're kind of transitioning from this period of uh, Jesus being made known through his teachings and through his um, sermon on the Mount and his parables uh, and moving into Jesus being made known in a in a very different, and as we'll eventually see for, from among his disciples, even kind of a hard-to-comprehend way Mm -hmm. um he's not like you said hunts just like their friend and teacher anymore something really changes um so hey let's let's hear that story for ourselves uh pastor jen would you read the story of the transfiguration for us
2: so here is the account of the transfiguration from the book of matthew matthew chapter 17 verses 1 through 8 Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain. Again, a mountain. Another
0: mountain!
2: Note, the mountain, (laughs) by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they had looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. Oh, my gosh. Hunts, what's happening?
1: Ah! Man. So this, you know, actually this leaves me with questions and wonderment. Mm. Um, and, And a couple of those are this, like, when you think of transfiguration story, why did it matter then? Why was it included? Why is it, especially in the synoptics, why is it in all three? To me, that means it's a big, hairy deal. So what is the authors trying to communicate to the communities that they are uh, talking to in the first century? And what does it mean for us now? Mm-hmm. I mean, we celebrate this every single year. So the church proper has decided that this is a big, fat, hairy deal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But why? Why does it matter then? And why does it continue to matter now?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you just going to pose the question, yeah, or you, you, you want to, question? I was going to say, do you want to take a pass at answering it? I, so, I mean, I'll take a pass at answering it, and I don't necessarily think my answer has to be definitive, but um, I think... So some of the answer is in what God says here at the Transfiguration. You know, this, this is my son, the beloved, with him I am well pleased. Why are those words familiar? Well, gosh, that's what God says about Jesus at his baptism, right? So there is kind of this sense of continuation, like this is who Jesus has always been. Like this is just another way for us to understand the fullness of the incomprehensibility of what it is for Jesus to be the Son of God, right? Mm-hmm. So part of it, I think, is it's important because it's another reminder of this is truly God's Son. This is truly someone who's who's fully human and fully divine. This is truly someone who comes in the continuation of uh, God's prophets like Moses and Elijah. He's part of this whole tradition. He's not something new, but he also is something completely new and different, unlike what we've ever seen. So there is this continuing revelation of of jesus's nature and like you said the church proper celebrates this every single year so if it's a church that has any sense of the liturgical calendar it's transfiguration sunday we're all celebrating it together Mm -hmm. and we do it right before lent so it's it's important for us to go into that time of penitence and introspection with this confidence that yeah but this is really the son of god That's my pass at the question. No,
1: I, that's yes. great. And I, what I like, and mentioning the baptism thing. It's almost a circular thing. Mm. I
0: mean,
1: Jesus' ministry starts with, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I'm well pleased. Then we go through his ministry, right? And it comes back to God again declaring, this is my mm-hmm. son, the beloved, with whom I'm well pleased. And then Matthew has that add-on of listen to him. Yeah. I want to talk about later. Ooh. Mm. But, um, so it, it is kind of this cool, there's almost this affirmation of what you have done, my son. Is well pleasing in my eyes. You have done exactly what I've asked you to do. Mm-hmm. You've you've obeyed, in a sense, my commandments to love and feed and be with my people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost feels like this transfiguration then is affirmation of all of that, because I'm going to put you up with Moses, who is this prominent fi- figure in um, Hebrew scriptures and in, and in the legacy of Judaism and Elijah, who mm-hmm. never died, was just a assumed. Yeah. Into heaven, so you're you're you are the part of the Mont Rushmore of rabbis, <laughs> if that's fair to say. Um, it, so, anyways, yeah, i, I may I have interrupted you, Jen?
2: No, I was just thinking uh, along the same lines that it feels like a bookend that you have Jesus' baptism, and then you have this section in the Book of Matthew that somewhere in this organization of this gospel, there. There's a bookend here. Something mm-hmm. big is happening, some transition in the book of Matthew is happening here where God appears again and then we had talked about how this might be the introduction into Jesus starting to turn his face toward Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah. And that the book of Matthew is like, all right, bookend, bookend, and now something a little bit new is going to start happening. Um and I also think too that Matthew, the writer of Matthew it was very concerned with connecting Jesus to the prophets and to the Old Testament, and that Jesus is the fulfillment of all of this. So, having Matthew or Moses and Elijah present is another reminder that this is a, a line mm-hmm. it, Moses, Elijah, and now Jesus mm-hmm. fulfilling these promises of God um, and is part of um, the covenant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Hunts, tell me more about, um, listen to him. I'm curious about those three little words. Yeah, that
2: add-on
1: is such an interesting thing Mm -hmm. for, you know, again, it's like, who is God addressing here? Is he addressing the disciples, which I definitely think is part of it, Mm -hmm. but is there more to it that God is trying to address and and trying to say? Um, And where this often takes me then, again, it's that same kind of transfiguration story. Why did it matter then and how does it matter now? Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard to listen to God now. Mm -hmm. It's hard to listen to Jesus now. Uh, We have so many distractions. We have so many moments and and things that are going on in our lives that it is often hard to listen to that still, small voice. And yet, as we talked about earlier, Lent is exactly that time Mm -hmm. to make that transfiguration to listening, um, to make that change, to um, disembark with some things that are holding us down, and enter into a space uh, where we can listen. And and as you know as we think about, you know, oftentimes Lent is giving something up. Um, and you know, I used to give up chocolate or soda or going right. shopping at Target, yep. which are really hard to do. But <laughs> the the point is not to give something up; it's to add something, and that is add some devotional pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, turn your radio off as you're driving and use that as a time of prayer. Don't close your eyes.
0: No, but use that as a time of prayer reflection, <laughs> right? Because we have that opportunity yeah.
1: um, in our in our commutes. Um, so, anyways, uh, that listen to me. is mm. just I. That's so good because I think it is so needed, and yeah. we often ignore that piece.
0: And if I want to be super literal, and I don't usually, but I'll let myself do it this time. You know, listen to him. What are the next things that Jesus actually literally says in this? story. So we hear him say to the disciples, get up and do not be afraid. Like, get out of here, keep doing your work, keep moving on. You don't have to be scared. Mm -hmm. I will treasure every time Jesus and or an angel says, do not be afraid. I will always take that to heart. Um, But then the portion that we don't read, you know, as the story continues on, the disciples are chatting with Jesus about what just happened. Um, And Jesus talks about that you know he's about to suffer that he's that he's working his way towards the cross that you know they're in in verse 12 um, so also the son of man is about to suffer at their hands um, listen to him when he says this is part of who I am I I come to teach yes I come to heal yes I come to make God's love known yes and I, I came to die like this this is my work um, listen to him don't write it off
1: and doesn't he say that earlier too? Yeah. And Peter rebukes that and says, No yeah. way, let's right. get out of here. And and Jesus responds to him, Get behind me, Satan. So now now it again is God speaking to say, Listen to him, and Jesus reiterates, All right, here's what's really going on. Yep. And it's almost as if finally Peter says, Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna again kinda of back away from what I want because this is what I need.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes, the disciples don't want to hear this. No and, and they they aren't looking in hindsight. And seeing the entire story, as we do, we have the benefit of knowing that the resurrection follows the crucifixion. Uh, The disciples uh, hear this from Jesus, but it does not sound like something they want to be a part of. And they don't want to know that their beloved friend and rabbi is going to suffer. But, like you said, Pastor Megan, this is a core part of who Jesus is and what he does on earth. And that's it's the center of of what we believe right is is the self-sacrificing god
0: right yeah absolutely and so i mean in this sermon series too you know jesus as the great teacher well what are we what are we learning from jesus even in this it, i mean one way to answer that would be to say that we are learning still the depths of god's love for us knowing that that Jesus has come into this world to die. This is how much God has loved us. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jesus will teach us that by doing it, you know? And even like you said, Pastor Jen, even his disciples – couldn't get it through their thick skulls. And so I'm so grateful for those details in this story because when I too cannot get it through my thick skull, that God really does love me enough to send Jesus to die for me, Um, for all people, yes, but sometimes I need to be reminded, and also for me, um, that it's not just like me who sometimes forgets that. The disciples who walked alongside him also couldn't pick up what he was setting down.
2: Mm Well, one thing to remember, too, is we're sitting here talking all about the transfiguration. Uh, None of us are going to be preaching on it.
0: Oh, that's true. (laughs) We get to hear it from a completely different voice, which is fantastic. Yes. (laughs) You're
2: hearing us all think and talk about it in this podcast. But uh, we will have a brand new voice, which I think will be really interesting if you listen to the podcast, hear our takes, and then you'll get to hear Pastor Kelly Chapman's uh, interpretation of this as well.
0: Yeah, Easter folks, you have heard Pastor Kelly Chapman preach with us before. He is a wonderful storyteller and preacher and just a really incredible guy. We're so fortunate to uh, get to know him a little bit too because he's part of CLNE, the Center for Leadership and Neighborhood Engagement, which is an organization that Easter has partnered with on our continued work to, uh, you know, really preach and teach and walk what we really believe God wants us to do, which is uh, also racial equity, making sure we're truly loving and serving all people in all ways. Uh, So Pastor Kelly is really connected with CLNE, so it's really lovely to have uh, him there too as part of that relationship as well. Mm -hmm. And then he gets to preach on transfiguration. You get to hear, like Pastor Jen said, a completely different perspective than the one we're sharing with you today. And, you know, selfishly, then I don't have to preach on transfiguration (laughs) because it's a little weird to preach on. I'm
1: sure, though, he's listening to this podcast. (laughs) Right, yes. Copious notes. Yes.
0: Oh, Pastor Kelly, do whatever it is you want to do with this. (laughs) I will, though, admit, like, um, you know, hey, listeners, you can peer behind the curtain a little bit. This can be a hard Sunday to preach on um, for a couple of reasons. One, I mean, I will speak for myself. Do not let me put words in your mouths, Pastor Jen and Hunts, but... um, Sometimes when there's a holiday or an event or a text that comes up every year, Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like, what new do I have to say about this? That's part of it. Um, But part of it's also that it is is kind of a strange thing. So we can say, oh, yeah, you know, this is Jesus being fully revealed as the son of God. This is, you know, Jesus as the epiphany light of the world, you know, shining in an even brighter and better way. Um, But those things can be hard to preach.
2: This type of event that feels supernatural mm. is not part of our tradition. I yeah. don't know if in this particular culture there is a frame of reference for something like this happening or stories or or part of their history, but when we hear the story of the transfiguration, I think the first thing is this is so strange. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. I I don't know where this comes from. It, it seems to come out of nowhere because here's Jesus being so down to earth, mm-hmm. uh, really with the people, doing all of these very earthy things, and then he lights up on the top. Yeah, the he lights it's up. It's just so <laughs> strange. And so I, whenever I have to preach on it, which is every year, mm-hmm. it's it's this idea like, how do I make this story accessible to people? When really the question probably should be let's just sit with the story yeah. and, and sit with the weirdness mm-hmm. of it um, yeah. because that's rather than trying to pick it apart and understand it maybe we just say we don't get it
1: but <laughs> no. well, and that's interesting too because isn't that kind of peter's reaction yeah like he doesn't know what to do with this yeah, like, I mean, yeah totally there's point. Probably three kind of interpretations of that and they're probably all wrong yeah. Um, yeah. yeah but it but it is but it does seem like peter goes i don't know what's going on <laughs> let me build a tent no let me let me do this. I don't I don't know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just kinda of frantic yeah. in his response in a sense. Yeah, yeah. that
2: our the disciples' reaction is, is ours. Right. It's the same thing where this Maybe this was as weird to them as it is to us, which is a really good point. Yeah, that
0: would be comforting to me, again, to yeah. see that myself kind of mirrored in the disciples' reactions. And also, I think, Pastor Jen, to your point, too, like, w- culturally, we're so used to things being explained. Everything has an explanation. Everything has a reason. Everything makes sense. Um, you are you are smart. Look, you can explain it. You know, the culture of the hot take, there's always something to be said about something. We're we're not great about letting something be mysterious mm-hmm. you know we're not great about that kind of mystical encounter with the one who is the Son of God and our experiences with him might be far beyond language or comprehension. Um, so I mean to, you know to hear the disciples you know fall down on the ground and be overcome by fear I mean that's kind of how I feel sometimes when it's that level of otherworldly spiritual, Contact. It's it is a blessing to experience such things, but you can't understand it, and it's weird and it's uncomfortable. And you, how do you make meaning of such a thing when it's hard to get your head around it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think one of the cool things about that, to, to jump off what you said, mm. Megan, was that Jesus still invites him to be a part of it. Yeah, like he doesn't say, well, "This is gonna be too overwhelming for you, so don't don't come up with me." Yeah. He says, "No, I want you to experience this. I want you to be a part of this." Um, we don't, and we don't get a lot of, you know, verbiage of what they're saying or what they're going or what they're thinking mm-hmm. of. But Jesus still makes that invitation to come and join me here because this is going to blow your socks off. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, and I kind of like that. That yeah. invitation to the supernatural
2: Yeah.
1: is an okay, is permissible. Yeah. It's okay. And then to be bewildered by what's going to happen. Yeah. Not understand it yeah. at all or until, you know, decades later. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and that's okay.
0: Yeah. And the balance, too, between, I mean, just like you're saying, Hunts, this, like, you don't have to understand it. You still get to experience it. And then Peter's desire, like, I want to experience this forever. It's so weird and cool. And Jesus says, nope, you got to get back out there. That reminder, too, that it's part of our life as as people of faith. It's part of who we are and what we do. It is not the only part. It's, it's not all about mystical encounter, although right. I hope that's part of your faith in life. I hope you get that. Right. But it's not all that. It's like when we talk about, you know, your whole life can't be a mountaintop top experience. Like, you're going to get in the mix well, sometimes. and
1: even earlier, I think, isn't the earlier story of Matthew of Peter walking on water?
0: Oh, is that, is that earlier in Matthew? Uh, yeah, that's true.
1: And so, and he wants to experience that too. Let me, let me call out to me, Lord. That's <laughs> yes. really you, let me walk on yep. water too. And so Jesus says, yeah, come on out, man. And he sinks. And so here's again, second <laughs> A second supernatural Peter going. On. I don't know what to do with this. But I want to be a part of it.
0: I love Peter. Peter is kind of a mess, and Jesus just keeps letting him back in. Keeps putting his arm around him, saying, "All right, let's try again, buddy. It's He's okay." That
1: like rambunctious two-year-old. That you cannot
0: not love. <laughs> right? Yes. As
1: destroy things i cannot not
0: love you that one kid in the class who always asks the tough questions and you know is doing it to be a pill but in the process is helping us all learn and grow and develop gosh darn it oh yeah that's peter for us man i
2: love that reminder that we're in a time of of in our certain culture society where we Want everything explained? Like we can Google anything, and (laughs) if you're curious about something, you can find it out. Like we don't ever have to sit with like watching a TV show and and recognizing an actor and not knowing where they're from. Yeah. And sitting with that for like 20 years. Yep. Like we don't ever do that anymore. No. So this is hard. Like if you Google transfiguration, nobody's gonna say, "Okay, here's what Google says: transfiguration ABC. This is exactly what happened." It. Google's also gonna say we don't know yeah this is a weird one Uh, you can dig as far as you want and you're not gonna you're not gonna make sense of this and it's hard for us
0: and I think it's part of I mean this is part of faith right like there are so many pieces of faith it's why there are so many competing atonement theories for instance what actually happened at the cross why actually did Jesus have to die there are a million reasons and explanations for that and I'm sure everyone's explanation is completely right and at the end of the day, you're like I, I don't know. I just know that it's true. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. All I know is that Jesus died for the world. Uh, that's that's what we know.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Jesus
1: loves me
2: the
0: same. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's all I know. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, friends, that will carry us through. I think the the oddness of Transfiguration yeah. Sunday, as it reveals. Uh, the wonders of God's mercy and the depths of God's love. That'll preach. The,
1: the last thing that I really love about this story is that, you know, they, they walk up the mountain and this magical divine fireworks happens. And But at the end of it, God's voice appears and these two legends of their faith appear and overwhelming and fearful. But at the end of the day, they're still left with Jesus. yeah, The person that they recognized before they went up is a person that they recognize as they come down, mm-hmm. and the first thing that Jesus does is walk into an ordinary, common, dirty village, and heals a young Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gets right back to healing. Of, yeah. Yep. Like, like this is this is not a this is more than a blip on the radar, but it's still the, who I am is essentially this. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm the same person you knew yesterday as you'll know tomorrow, and. Part of my gig is to is to heal and give love to people. So, um, it, it's kind of a, a beautiful ending to the story of of this magical, unbelievable, supernatural moment and the ordinary of walking in with regular folk.
0: Absolutely,
2: that'll preach. That'll
0: preach to all oh, folks. Thank you so much for joining us here uh, on the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission continues to be to grow in faith and. Carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone.